the Spirit of God is, is really here this morning. I can feel it as I came up here. My goodness. And uh, I, I love the word. And it's funny because I have the verse from uh, in, my, in my sermon this morning, James 4, 8, which is draw close to, to him and he will draw close to you, which is interesting because the opposite's also true, isn't it? If we don't draw close to him, you know, he's just going to be a God that stands afar. We need to get close to him. We need to worship him. The worshiping him is getting close to him. Going after him, seeking his face is going after him. And as we do that, he will draw close to us. How many people believe that this morning? It's a promise in the word. Draw close to him and he'll draw close to you. That's awesome. What a promise that we have. Uh, just a couple of uh, uh, things to announce before, before I get into it this morning. Uh, obviously, the funeral for Teddy Chambers was canceled this week because, well, we know why. We all know why. Uh, there was no power in the church until I think it was Thursday, and uh, even uh, a lot of the the cemeteries out there now they're not really accessible because of all the downed trees and things like that. So uh, we don't have a date as of yet as to when the funeral will be, but I'll make sure that everybody knows. It'll be announced on Facebook and every other channel that we use to communicate with you. All right. Uh, we have uh, also Mark Davy. Uh, an incredible evangelist that goes literally around the world into every corner of the world. And he's coming here uh, to give us an update on his ministry. He'll be here on the 12th of June. Uh, so we want to bless him financially as well, too, because the work that he's doing is very important. Uh, he's reaching areas that, that, that are, he believes have never been reached with the gospel before. And it looks like that to me as well, too. So uh, we want to sow financially into him. So, so come prepared for that. On the 12th. It's so good to have Pastor Janet back with us. Pastor John, yes. Pastor John is preaching in the Sri Lankan church this morning. Uh, he's been away from them for a while, so he's back and he's ministering to them this morning. Uh, but they are both back uh, and they missed the storm. <laughs> good timing. Amen. So good to be with you all again, though, this week, uh, and glad you're all here. How many people enjoyed the mighty rushing wind this week? <laughs> it's funny, we were singing that song this morning, I, I sing in the middle of the storm. That hits a little bit differently, doesn't it now? My goodness. But you know what? There's something about, there was something about this storm that I, I watched. Like, we have an old tree in our front yard, and a lot of the dead branches fell off right? A lot of the dead branches were pruned off. And I've seen that around our neighborhoods too. I see a lot of dead branches, dead trees, old poles all falling down, being brought down in 36 minutes. A 36-minute storm can just happen like that, right? And I know we talked about, you know, how things of this world can be taken out in just a minute. And we have to depend on God, and that's a good message too. But I, I kind of liked the fact that all this old growth was removed, and now it's made room for the new to come. I think that's the season that we're in. Do you not, do you not think so? I think, I think that's the season that we're in. And, and now the power is being restored as well, too. I see that even here this morning with God's power moving, God speaking to us. The, 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 the word of God is so strong right now. Power is restored. Are you not excited about that? It's a good thing. Guy, I know you're grumpy because you've lost all your freezer food, but come on. This is exciting stuff. This is exciting stuff. And, you know, I was just talking to you guys this week, too, a couple of you just checking and see how things are doing. And I'm really excited to see what 
God is doing in each of your, in your lives. And whenever I get a text or a call from you hearing what God is doing or showing you in your life, you know, I, I just get overwhelmed with excitement about that to see what God is doing in your life. Uh, because, you know, your success is my success. It is. This is the body of Christ. Your success is my success. Your celebration, it's my celebration. Your power restoration is my celebration. It's all good things. God has put you in my life. He's placed you in the same body as me. That's an amazing thing. It's a miraculous thing. I don't know how I would have ever met any of you had it not been for God. He has put us in this body together. Direcos and all. Is that how you say it? Direcos, is that how you say it? Direcos. Regardless of all these storms, he's put us all together in this one place. This awesome body. Don't take this the wrong way, but we've got an awesome body. Right? You've got a great body. Anyways, so we've been talking about how we're in the process of restoring, rebuilding, and renewing the church. And, you know, I've really, I, I believe I've saved the best for last year. And I, I say this because I just love the word renew. I love it. I love the word renew. I love it because it's not just new, it's renew, Right? And if you think about the non-biblical definition of renew, it's not that exciting. You know, we think of things like renewing our passport, which is apparently impossible to do right now, especially if you want to travel. Uh, But the biblical definition is so much more exciting. Renew is to make like new. It's to restore to freshness, to restore vigor or perfection. It speaks of regeneration. It's like the same way that we renew our strength when we sleep. It's like the excitement that you get when the power finally comes back on in your house. It's renewed. Amen? And when the New Testament speaks of new creations becoming new, the Greek word is actually something called kainos, which means new in kind. It means it's unprecedented. It's novel. It's uncommon. It's unheard of. Kainos describes that which has come into being and was not previously present. Renew. Isn't that amazing? Look, man, I don't know if it's just the COVID left or over in me, but I desperately want to see everything renewed. Everything. Not only in myself, but everything around me. And this newness from from living in Christ and from being in Christ, that newness is not as easy as just changing your clothes. That's not what it's about. When we were growing up and I was still a bachelor, uh, we'd have this thing that when we were, we were getting dressed, like, you know, if you don't have any clean pants or clean outfit, you're like, well, don't worry, just put on a new shirt, new shirt, new outfit. That was kind of the thing that we had. And it's, thank you, Jesus, for women, they clean us up, right? They clean us up. New outfit now all the time. No, but newness in Christ is not just a quick change. It's a lot more involved than that. In fact, Ephesians 4.23 says this, be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put On the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Lots of actions there for for us to do in that verse as well, too. So when we're talking about being renewed in this verse, Paul is talking about it's actually an ongoing process. We are a new creation, but the the renewal that happens in our lives doesn't happen. It doesn't happen all at once. It's a building process. It's It's a restoration process. Renewal happens in your life brick by brick, stone by stone, one pant leg at a time. Putting on this new self created after the likeness of God in his true righteousness and holiness. It's a beautiful verse. So notice that Paul, though, when, he, when he's talking here, 
He doesn't say, you know, renew ourselves. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say we've got to renew ourselves. Ultimately, this renewal is not something that is even up to us. You know, which in a building process, it seems a, a, little, a little backwards because when you build something, it's always kind of a hands-on approach, isn't it? You're hands-on when you're building something. But in this case, it has nothing to do with our work. So why is that? It's because something, it is something that God is doing in us, and he's doing it through his Holy Spirit. Paul says we are to be renewed by the spirit of your minds. That means the spirit is the one who reveals, and who reveals God and his purposes to us. It's him that does it, which is quite fascinating about what the function of the Holy Spirit is when you think about it. He's at work to change our minds. So why is that fascinating? Well, why should I take note about this? It's kind of interesting that he's changing our minds because how often are people's minds changed when you think about it? How many times do you see someone's mind change these days in regards to anything, anything? Very rarely people have strong opinions and, and they're called strong opinions because strong opinions hold up to strong arguments and sometimes they even hold up to strong truths, right? Opinions are sometimes even stronger than truth. And everybody has the right to your opinion, it seems today, online as well too, right? People don't change their minds today. But the Holy Spirit is at work changing our minds. Holy Spirit is changing our entire mindset so that we see the revelation of Jesus about who he is, about what he has done, about what he is doing, about the absolute, undeniable, infallible truth of his word and the implications of this new self, the new, de- new identity that we now have in Christ. And when we have that, it's going to affect our thoughts, it's going to affect our hearts, it's going to affect our inner being, it's going to affect our desires, and let's not forget, it's going to do one other thing that's really good too. It's going to affect our actions as well. Our actions will be changed. So this is what the passage teaches. Renewal happens when the Holy Spirit enables us to take off our old humanity, take it off, and put on His new humanity. It teaches us to change, and it's a process in our lives. It's not just a one-time event. It's something that God is doing and Holy Spirit is doing in us continually, changing us. But hold on a second. Just because he is doing, does that mean that we just sit back and relax and let that happen while God does all the work? Is this just a coffee break that we take? No, it's not that at all. Holy Spirit works in our minds to create a desire for us to change. And it inspires us and sometimes convicts us to take intentional steps towards change, knowing all the time that God is at work in us. That means we should be intentional about it. We really should be intentional. We should identify areas in our lives that need to change, that need renewal, and then bring those things to God and and in prayer ask him to help us make that change. So here's the point. This, this, This deliberate discipline of renewal growth, change, and maturity. It's, it's not an optional exercise for Christians. It really isn't. You know, it's, uh, it's not an elective. It's not extra credit. Uh, it has to happen because it's actually the purpose God has saved us for. Yes, you have salvation, and things 100% change when you have salvation. You are positionally saved. You are going to heaven. But now here on earth, you need renewal. You need renewal. You have to reflect the image of Christ, Right? Amen. And this is exciting stuff. Uh, Why is it exciting? Because when we are actively in this process, then we are actually what's called in Christ. And it tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says this, if anyone is in Christ, 
the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is not going to be here. It is here. The new is here. Hallelujah. Goodbye, old branches, and hello, new growth. What a promise that is, isn't it? You know, if you dissect this verse, and uh, you, you'll actually see the beauty of, of it here. If anyone is in Christ, anyone, this is a promise for who? Anyone. Anyone. It doesn't matter what class, doesn't matter what race, doesn't matter what nationality, doesn't matter what language, doesn't matter what age, it doesn't even matter how smart you are. It's for anyone. Isn't that beautiful? It's for anyone. Anyone can be a new creation in Jesus Christ. It's a promise for anyone who is in Christ. It's not just a promise for those who are in themselves. It's not a promise for those that are in a particular church. It's not a promise for anyone in a particular ministry. It's a promise for anyone. Anyone. This is for those who are in Christ. And for us who are in Christ, we have become new creations. So let me just stop there for a second. This is just a, an incredible statement because we are no longer the same creations. Have you ever thought about that? A new creation. We are no longer the same creation anymore. So we're not just saved and forgiven. We have become something totally different in nature. Have you thought about that? That is incredible. I mean, it's a little hard to wrap your head around, but you know, there's not a more radical definition of renewal than becoming a brand new creation. Something totally different. God created man. God created the angels. But now we are an entirely new, different creation. Doesn't that just hit you? Like, wow, we are new creations. But does that mean that we're perfect? <laughs> no. No, but it does mean that we are changed and that we are being changed. And we are changing to be more and more like Christ. Right? Charles Spurgeon said something really interesting about this. He says that God's work in creating a new creature in man is an even greater miracle than creating the world. Because there was nothing in the way when, when creating the world. It was like a blank canvas, right? But when creating a new creature, there was a, a lot in the way. There was a lot more opposing him. There was our stubborn wills. There was our deep prejudices and, of course, our nature towards sin. But he did it. But he still did it. He did it. How great he did it because how great is our God? How great is our God? He can turn... He can turn nothing into something, and he can turn my sinful nature into his righteousness, a new creation. Hallelujah. What an incredible miracle that is. Wow. Living as a new creation is something that God works in us using our will and our choices. What that means is that we have to receive the gift of being a new creation and be challenged to live the life of a new creation as well. Because it's not the same life anymore, is it? It's not the same life anymore. And we have to submit to God's work in us. You are under construction. Right? We're in the summer months. We're going to see a lot of construction. But we are also in construction. We are in construction. But here's the thing. You have to put down the hammer. It's not your work to do either. You have to lay down your plans. You have to throw out the blueprints because it has nothing to do with you. This building project called Christianity, uh, it's all about what God is doing in us, not, that, not what we can do for him, right? And that's why renewal, that's why restoration, that's why rebuilding, it actually starts with our submission to him. Submission. That's where it starts. 
And it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do at first, but when you do it, you realize, wow, this was the best decision I've ever made. Can anybody attest to that? Yeah. So I know on, on Monday mornings, uh, you guys have been studying the letter to the churches in Revelations, which if you look at it in its entirety, it's actually, it's also about kind of a, a reset as well, too. It's about self-examination, fixing and renovating parts that need to be improved in the church. It's about renewing the churches, right? And if you read further on in Revelation chapter 21, we hear about the renewal of heaven and earth. So Revelation 21 verse 5 says this, He who was seated on the throne said, what? Behold, I am making all things, all things new, all things new. Isn't that amazing? He's making all things new. And, you know, making all things new is actually the, the language of God's perfect, renewed, new creation work. That's the language that he uses. And guess what? God wants to do a new thing in our life. He wants to do a new thing in your life. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter how much you know. It doesn't even, know, it doesn't even matter how much you know the scripture. It matters, but it doesn't matter. He wants to do something new on top of everything that you already have. Something new. Behold, all things are new, all things. You can never have something where you're like, I get it, I've seen it, I've done it. But no, I am making all things new, all things. God wants to do a, do, new, do a new thing in our life. Not tomorrow, not next year, but now. And he wants you to sign off on this renewal project, by the way. He wants your signature on that. Say, yeah, we're good to go on that project. He wants that. He wants you to sign off on that statement of work. So we're living in a time where we're, we're seeing mankind do really atrocious things. You know, whether it be what happened in Buffalo uh, a couple of weeks ago and what happened now in Texas, uh, what we're seeing in, uh, in Ukraine, these are just atrocious, atrocious things. They're subhuman, evil things. Definitely not the actions of a new creation, right? But they are the actions of an old creation, by the way. They are. Those, they are the actions of the old creation. People who are not in Christ, actually, they'll never live as if they are a new creation. And in fact, we can't even expect them. We can't even expect good or even moral behavior off people that are still old creations. They have no source of good in themselves. But I'll tell you what is fair. What is fair is to expect a changed life from people who say they are Christians. It is fair to expect that, Right? I feel like sometimes there's too many of us who give up once we have our ticket to heaven. I'm positionally saved. Thank you, Jesus. I'm good. I'm just going to sit back and relax and whatever happens, happens. Right? No. Salvation is life-changing. Yes, it, salvation is absolutely life-changing. The old sinful man has passed away, buried, never to remember anymore. Right? The old nature is gone. But there's always so much more that can be renewed beyond that. There's so much more to have. You know, I hate how quickly life is moving these days. I mean, you feel like life is moving so quickly sometimes. You know, now that I have children and, uh, you know, life seemed to move a, a lot more slowly before I had children for some reason. I don't know why. It just felt like life was kind of, yeah, I was younger and there was no, you know. But when you have kids, you know, and then they're, they're in school, I stop and I look at nine-year-old Sophia. I'm like, who is this pretty living in my house? When did this happen? And you know what, uh, I, I'm not sure we have enough, <laughs> I hope we have enough intercessors in this church because when they become teenagers, we're going to need a lot more prayer. 
we found, actually, it was funny the other day, Holly was uh, in the closet, and she pulled out, it was raining, and she pulled out a rain jacket, and she put it on, and she pulled out a receipt out of her pocket, and it was an old receipt, and she looked at it, and it said there was two boxes of diapers on it, one for a newborn diapers, and one for, like, two, like, size two, or whatever diapers, so, and this, this would have had to have been probably seven to eight years ago from this receipt, and you're just like, oh my gosh, what has happened? Where do these years go? It just happens so quickly, doesn't it? Time is of the essence. You know what, though? Despite the cruel and relentless progression of time, I have the ability to wake up every morning, look at myself in the mirror, and declare, behold, I am making all things new. I am making all things new. I can declare against everything that I struggle with, hey, you know what? The new has come. I am making all things new. Everything I hate about myself, put on the new self. The new has come. Behold, I'm making all things new. For the last 20 years, the worry and stress that you wake up with every morning, I can declare I am making all things new. Put on the new self. The new has come. You can declare that over every aspect of your life. Amen? Come on. I can declare now with certainty, great are your mercies, Lord. Great are your mercies. Your mercies never, ever, ever come to an end. They are new every single morning. Every morning they're new. Great is your faithfulness. Can you declare that over your life every morning? Every single day. Great is your faithfulness. New power lines. He's renewing our power. He's renewing it. Amen. I'm excited about that. Are you? I see the power coming in here this morning already. Don't be surprised if you get shocked. Amen? Hallelujah. He's doing something new. He's doing something new. We serve a God who can make something out of nothing, but can also make something out of us if we let him. Sometimes the idea of change is frightening because we have, you know, we've learned how to be functionally broken. We've all heard of functioning alcoholics. I think I probably worked with quite a few functioning alcoholics when I was working in my, my job before. People that could basically do day-to-day life but still be really dependent on alcohol. I think there's a lot of people, though, that are functionally broken as well, too. Maybe we're afraid of what others will think if they actually knew what was going on in our lives. You know, or, or maybe we even feel like God have, wants nothing to do with these broken pieces of our lives. The truth is, though, God isn't afraid and he knows everything about our brokenness. He knows it all. not hiding anything from him. Good news is that God doesn't see us in the way that we see ourselves in our broken moments either. We might see a broken down temple, but God sees what those ruins will become when we find faith in him. That's what he sees. He sees the end picture, not the current state. He doesn't see the brokenness. God's our master architect, our creator, the one who knit us together in our mother's womb. Don't you love that? He knit us together in our mother's womb. He is the ultimate creator. He knows the scars, though. He knows the wounds and every circumstance you have been through or will ever even go through. What we see as broken, God sees as actually beautiful. He knows where each piece fits and belongs And we put our trust and hope in Jesus piece by piece. He puts us back together into something more beautiful than what was before. Every time. Every time. He is the God who always rebuilds. Always. 
God's never going to take away something from your life without putting something better back there in return. Every time. I've seen that. That's my testimony. Anything that, that I've given to God, he's given me something back way, way better in return. I just have to let him do it. And that's it. Amen. When we choose to open up our hearts and allow God to come in and renew us, he's going to do it, and he's, he's faithful to do it. And back to the verse in James 4.8, when we draw near to God, he will draw near to you. I love that promise. He's never far away. He's only far, he's only far away if you let him be far away. You draw close to God, he will draw close to you. It's a promise. And when we choose not to hide away but instead run into the arms of Jesus, he's going to take all that wreckage, all that rubble, and by his grace and his goodness, he's going to restore us. He will rebuild us and he will renew us. Amen. Can we agree together here this morning to corporately draw near to God? The word of the Lord came this morning. Lift up your praises to him. Draw near to him. Can we agree that we are going to do that? That that's, that's going to be our mission, to draw close to God? He asked us to do it. Now we just have to take action and do it and submit to him. Amen? Apart from Christ, we're nothing and we have nothing. But in him, we are new creations. And in him, we find continual renewal. Are you with me this morning? You followed? I was wondering if we could pray together this morning. Holly, could you come up and play again this morning? I just want to receive that newness. Do you want to receive that this morning as well too? Let's take a small action. Let's just lift our hands this morning to receive from him as we pray and as we worship. I think it's important that we, we worship as we do this as well too. That's part of drawing closer to him, drawing closer to, to what he wants for us. And it's also just submitting ourselves to him as well. I always believe that whenever we enter into worship, you know, we have to lay whatever is on our hearts, whatever is on our minds, we have to lay that at the altar and focus on him. He is the focus of our worship. Amen? So just raise your hands this morning. Just receive from him today. Thank you, Father. Thank you that in Christ all things are made new. Thank you that in Christ, old things have passed away. They're gone. And I've been made a new creation in him. I pray that I may come to a, a deeper understanding of what it is to be a part of a, a new and heavenly creation in Christ. I want to be made new in you. Holy Father, have your way with my heart, my will. Have your way with my, my life and my time. I want to yield myself to you entirely so that you can make me new and improved. I don't want to be satisfied with where you've brought me so far. I want to be excited about where you're taking me. I want to become more like Jesus today and each day of my life that follows. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your empowering grace that lets us do that. We just receive from you now this morning as we worship you. Lord, restore us the joy of, of our salvation and just draw us closer to you, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.